section forty five part two chapter five continued of the four horsemen of the apocalypse by vicente blasquibanes translated by charlotte brewster jordan this librivox recording is in the public domain the bewildered proprietor of the castle finally fell asleep in a bed in the lodge made mercifully unconscious by the heavy and stupefying slumber of exhaustion without fright nor nightmare he seemed to be falling falling into a bottomless pit and on awaking fancied that he had slept but a few minutes the sun was turning the window shades to an orange hue spattered with shadows of waving boughs and birds fluttering and twittering among the leaves he shared their joy in the cool refreshing dawn of the summer day it certainly was a fine morning but whose dwelling was this he gazed dumbfounded at his bed and surroundings suddenly the reality assaulted his brain that had been so sweetly dulled by the first splendors of the day step by step the host of emotions compressed into the preceding day came climbing up the long stairway of his memory to the last black and red landing of the night before and he had slept tranquilly surrounded by enemies under the surveillance of an arbitrary power which might destroy him in one of its caprices when he went into the kitchen the warden gave him some news the germans were departing the regiment encamped in the park had left at daybreak and after them others and still others in the village there was still one regiment occupying the few houses yet standing and the ruins of the charred ones the general had gone also with his numerous staff there was nobody in the castle now but the head of a reserve brigade whom his aide called the count and a few officials upon receiving this information the proprietor ventured to leave the lodge he saw his gardens destroyed but still beautiful the trees were still stately in spite of the damage done to their trunks the birds were flying about excitedly rejoicing to find themselves again in possession of the spaces so recently flooded by the human inundation suddenly desnoyers regretted having sallied forth five huge trucks were lined up near the moat before the castle bridge gangs of soldiers were coming out carrying on their shoulders enormous pieces of furniture like peons conducting a moving a bulky object wrapped in damask curtains an excellent substitute for a sacking was being pushed by four men toward one of the drays the owner suspected immediately what it must be his bath the famous tub of gold then with an abrupt revulsion of feeling he felt no grief at his loss he now detested the ostentatious thing attributing to it a fatal influence on account of it he was here but i the other furnishings piled up in the drays in that moment he suffered the extreme agony of misery and impotence it was impossible for him to defend his property to dispute with the head thief who was sacking his castle tranquilly ignoring the very existence of the owner robbers thieves and he fled back to the lodge he passed the remainder of the morning with his elbow on the table his head in his hands 
the same as the day before letting the hours grind slowly by trying not to hear the rolling of the vehicles that were bearing away these credentials of his wealth toward midday the keeper announced that an officer who had arrived a few hours before in an automobile was inquiring for him responding to this summons desnoyers encountered outside the lodge a captain arrayed like the others in sheathed and pointed helmet in mustard-colored uniform red leather boots sword revolver field glasses and geographic map hanging in a case from his belt he appeared young on his sleeve was the staff emblem do you know me i did not wish to pass through here without seeing you he spoke in castilian and don marcelo felt greater surprise at this than at the many things which he had been experiencing so painfully during the last twenty-four hours you really do not know me queried the german always in spanish i am otto captain otto von hartrott the old man's mind went painfully down the staircase of memory stopping this time at a far distant landing there he saw the old ranch and his brother-in-law announcing the birth of his second son i shall give him bismarck's name karl had said then climbing back past many other platforms desnoyers saw himself in berlin during his visit to the von hartrott's home where they were speaking proudly of otto almost as learned as the older brother but devoting his talents entirely to martial matters he was then a lieutenant and studying for admission to the general staff who knows but he may turn out to be another moltke said the proud father and the charming chichi had thereupon promptly bestowed upon the warlike wonder a nickname accepted through the family from that time otto was moltkecito the baby moltke to his parisian relatives desnoyers was astounded by the transformation which had meanwhile taken place in the youth this vigorous captain with the insolent air who might shoot him at any minute was the same urchin whom he had seen running around the ranch the beardless moltkecito who had been the butt of his daughter's ridicule the soldier meanwhile was explaining his presence there he belonged to another division there were many many they were advancing rapidly forming an extensive and solid wall from verdun to paris his general had sent him to maintain the contact with the next division but finding himself near the castle he had wished to visit it a family tie was not a mere word he still remembered the days that he had spent at villeblanche when the hartrott family had paid a long visit to their relatives in france the officials now occupying the edifice had detained him that he might lunch with them one of them had casually mentioned that the owner of the castle was somewhere about although nobody knew exactly where this had been a great surprise to captain von hartrott who had tried to find him regretting to see him taking refuge in the warden's quarters you must leave this hut you are my uncle he said haughtily return to your castle where you belong my comrades will be much pleased to make your acquaintance they are very distinguished men 
he very much regretted whatever the old gentleman might have suffered he did not know exactly in what that suffering had consisted but surmised that the first moments of the invasion had been cruel ones for him but what can you expect he repeated several times that is war at the same time he approved of his having remained on his property they had special orders to seize the goods of the fugitives germany wished the inhabitants to remain in their dwellings as though nothing extraordinary had occurred desnoyers protested but if the invaders were shooting the innocent ones and burning their homes his nephew prevented his saying more he turned pale an ashy hue spreading over his face his eyes snapped and his face trembled like that of the lieutenant who had taken possession of the castle you refer to the execution of the mayor and the others my comrades have just been telling me about it yet that castigation was very mild they should have completely destroyed the entire village they should have killed even the women and children we've got to put an end to these sharpshooters his uncle looked at him in amazement his moltkecito was as formidable and ferocious as the others but the captain brought the conversation to an abrupt close by repeating the monstrous and everlasting excuse very horrible but what else can you expect that is war then he inquired after his mother rejoicing to learn that she was in the south he had been uneasy at the idea of her remaining in paris especially with all those revolutions which had been breaking out there lately desnoyers looked doubtful as if he could not have heard correctly what revolutions were those but the officer without further explanation resumed his conversation about his family taking it for granted that his relative would be impatient to learn the fate of his german kin they were all in magnificent state their illustrious father was president of various patriotic societies since his years no longer permitted him to go to war and was besides organizing future industrial enterprises to improve the conquered countries his brother the sage was giving lectures about the nations that the imperial victory was bound to annex censuring severely those whose ambitions were unpretending or weak the remaining brothers were distinguishing themselves in the army one of them having been presented with a medal at lorraine the two sisters although somewhat depressed by the absence of their fiances lieutenants of the hussars were employing their time in visiting the hospitals and begging god to chastise traitorous england captain von hartrott was slowly conducting his uncle toward the castle the gray and unbending soldiers who until then had been ignoring the existence of don marcelo looked at him with interest now that he was in intimate conversation with a member of the general staff he perceived that these men were about to humanize themselves by casting aside temporarily their inexorable and aggressive automatonism upon entering his mansion something in his heart contracted with an agonizing shudder everywhere he could see dreadful vacancies which made him recall the objects which had formerly been there rectangular spots of stronger color announced the theft of furniture and paintings with what dispatch and system the gentleman of the armlet had been doing his work 
to the sadness that the cold and orderly spoliation caused was added his indignation as an economical man gazing upon the slashed curtains spotted rugs broken crystal and porcelain all the debris from a ruthless and unscrupulous occupation his nephew divining his thoughts could only offer the same old excuse what a mess but that is war with moltkecito he did not have to subside into the respectful civilities of fear that is not war he thundered bitterly it is an expedition of bandits your comrades are nothing less than highwaymen captain von hartrott swelled up with a jerk separating himself from the complainant and looking fixedly at him he spoke in a low voice hissing with wrath look here uncle it is a lucky thing for you that you have expressed yourself in spanish and those around you could not understand you if you persist in such comments you will probably receive a bullet by way of an answer the emperor's officials permit no insults and his threatening attitude demonstrated the facility with which he could forget his relationship if he should receive orders to proceed against don marcelo thus silenced the vanquished proprietor hung his head what was he going to do the captain now renewed his affability as though he had forgotten what he had just said he wished to present him to his companions at arms his excellency count meinburg the major-general upon learning that he was a relative of the von hartrotz had done him the honor of inviting him to his table invited into his own domain he finally reached the dining-room filled with men in mustard color and high boots instinctively he made an inventory of the room all in good order nothing broken walls draperies and furniture still intact but an appraising glance within the sideboard again caused a clutch at his heart two entire table services of silver and another of old porcelain had disappeared without leaving the most insignificant of their pieces he was obliged to respond gravely to the presentations which his nephew was making and take the hand which the count was extending with aristocratic languor the adversary began considering him with benevolence on learning that he was a millionaire from a distant land where riches were acquired very rapidly End of section forty five